so right off the bat when we were starting the of we were building this up we had some ideas and i made a posting i was recruiting 10 young people for an advisory board to help us co-develop me of uh, and very surprising for me, we got 700 replies from kids all around the world wow. who wanted to be part of those 10 spots. Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and the innovators who are transforming health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. Back in 1965, the band The Who came out with a song called The Kids Are All Right. It's a nice sentiment. Life is chaotic and unpredictable, but the kids, they're resilient and they'll be okay. But what about when they're not? Maybe the kids aren't all right after all. The COVID-19 pandemic shined a spotlight on what looked like the deteriorating state of youth mental health. According to some estimates out of the HHS, nearly 50% of kids have experienced some kind of mental health challenge. And not just anxiety about an upcoming test or depression over a breakup, but persistent feelings that interfere with daily activities. Health innovation companies have been on the case for years, including many from the startup health community. They're tackling the science, like what's the best way to treat mental health challenges in teens, but they're also tackling engagement. You can have the best tools in the world after all, but if a young person doesn't want to get help, it'll never go anywhere. Enter Catherine Grill, CEO and founder of Neoth, one of my guests on today's podcast. She's taken her PhD in behavioral neuroscience and combined it with hundreds of interviews with young people in order to build a platform that meets kids where they're at, offering self-guided mental health support in a variety of forms and flavors. Joining the podcast with us uh, is former pro basketball player Kenny Thomas. After spending 11 seasons in the NBA, Thomas became an entrepreneur and community advocate. Now he's throwing his influence behind Neoth in order to help young people, particularly those involved in sports, gain access to mental health services. We'll cover the ins and outs of the platform, as well as some of Catherine's strategy behind working with a brand ambassador, which is somewhat unique in the world of early stage health startups. Let's get into it. All right, Catherine Grill, Kenny Thomas, great to have you on Startup Health Now. Uh, appreciate you taking the time with me. Um, because our show is all about health innovation and really understanding what's next in health, I want to start by just diving in immediately and, uh, Catherine, having you explain to me what you've built at Neoth and kind of the big challenge you're trying to address. Absolutely. And thanks so much, Logan, for having us here. Uh, so my background, I used to work as a clinician. I worked in adolescent health and really felt a need to meet young people where they are, which is on their phones. As you know, there's many years uh, that happen from the point of when a kid is struggling to when they actually end up in a therapist's office. I've seen anywhere from eight to 11 years. So there's this big kind of gap in actually getting them into the office to start to get help. So what we did at Neoth is we teamed up so far. We've worked with 500 kids all across the world to really ask them what would be most helpful to you. And we co-developed a mobile app. It's a self-guided app. There's a lot of education, stigma reduction, vlogs and blogs from people like Kenny, other students and doctors, uh, and even an AI system that can identify kids who are struggling and make care escalation to doctors. So it's really a mobile app that's meant to be an entry point to care for teens' mental health. Okay. Well, I want to get into the details of that. And in particular, yeah, um, I, I, that, that co-led piece of understanding the needs, 
before you finalize the product is, is something I want to dig into. But but Kenny, excited to have you on the show. Uh, you're known for your 11 seasons in the NBA and uh, excited to have you putting that that brand, the muscle of your name and your experience behind a mental health product. Why don't you just tell us um, why are you why are you here on this show? How did you come into the Neoth story? Man, um, first off, I want to thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, this young lady right next to you, Catherine, it's been a pleasure working with her. Um, it's been an amazing experience. Um, as we know, mental health is a huge part of anybody's life. I feel like um, this is an opportunity for me to use my brand to come out and actually speak on different things that I've had challenges with when it came to mental health because there's a lot of different things going on that comes with being an athlete that people probably don't realize. There's things to where you have to perform, you have to be a certain way, you're a role model. There's a, there's a lot of um, um, stereotypes as far as like, okay, we're getting paid millions of dollars, but at the same time, we go through certain things that everybody else goes through. Um, and being able to come out and be a part of a, um, to be a part of Neil and be um, associated with Catherine is me being able to let people know that I'm associated with Neil, which is an amazing platform that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for people to be able to expand and figure out who they actually are to be able to cope in the society that we have right now. Kenny, before we jump back into the product, what's what's one aspect of the the mental challenge of playing in the NBA that you think our listeners might not understand or appreciate? I mean, it, it started, I think it started with AAU ball for me. Um, being able to play multiple sports um, was huge because I didn't identify myself with one particular sport growing up. I played all different sports. Um, and then I saw an opportunity to actually um, take control and put basketball first. And me being able to have that outlet was huge. Um, being able to, it's already hard enough being able to get out there and perform in front of people and you have to do it on a consistent basis. And then here I am, get an opportunity to play division one college ball. And that right there was an experience in its own right. And then being able to get drafted by the Houston Rockets, it's like, okay, well, here's a dream come true. Mm. But it, it comes down to performance, like I always say, because if you're not performing, you're not going to get an opportunity to be six, to be successful with having an opportunity to be able to make as much income as you can at the time. And it's hard and it's, it's a strain. Um, you say 11 years, but I only played eight out of those 11 years. Okay. And I was under contract for a total of 11. During those three years, it was it was it was very, very hard on me. And I didn't have any kind of outlet or resource outside of people. Right. And and people can only be um, they can only tell you certain things. Right. And I think being able to have exercises and videos and different things that's on the Neo app, um, giving not only kids an opportunity, but also being able to help older people, elderly people and older people as well. So let's go back to the product for a minute and talk about the the patient-led development process. Uh, Catherine, you mentioned uh, how you, you surveyed a bunch of uh, of young people. Tell me about that process. And then, then tell me how you changed the product based off of that advice. 
Yeah, absolutely. So before starting Neos, I worked in academia, I was a teacher, and I also did NIH research. And running those clinical trials, the way I was trained was to do what's called community-based participatory research. You always want to bring your patients into the design of a health intervention to make sure that you're not missing something that's really important to engage them. Uh, so right off the bat, when we were starting Neov, we were building this up, we had some ideas, and I made a posting. I was recruiting 10 young people for an advisory board to help us co-develop Neov. Uh, and very surprising for me, we got 700 replies from kids all around the world wow. who wanted to be part of those 10 spots. So we actually opened it up beyond the advisory board to an ambassador program, which is like a virtual internship program. And we have different tracks and career development for them. But one of it is really product development. And another one is actually content creation. So making vlogs and blogs about their own lived experience that we host on the app. Uh, and what we found, of course, you know, as doctors, you think, oh, this is how it should be because this is what medicine says. Uh, we were focused on at the time, you know, mindfulness, breathing, different therapist guided exercises that was pretty big on the market. Uh, we do have those on Neos, but what we found from the young people is that community is so important. Mm. And mental health is still stigmatized. A lot of people say, oh, Gen Z, they're all about mental health. Well, they're really interested in helping other people but there's a lot of stigma when it comes to getting help for themselves. Hmm. So if they can hear from whether it's a doctor, whether it's a peer, whether it's um, a role model like Kenny, if they can hear from those people about here's what I was, was going on in my life, here's what I was struggling with, and here's how I talked to my parent, my counselor, here's how I got help, that can really be a stepping stone to care. So just adding in live streams, uh, written media, video media, that was an area where the kids really kind of helped move us in that direction. Talk to me about that that massive response. You said you were looking for 10 and you got <laughs> 700. Yeah. Uh, other startups in your position would would love to get that kind of, uh, of excitement. What was it about your approach? Maybe you had a great marketing campaign, ver what, your approach or the product <laughs> that you think got you to those numbers. Okay, it was definitely the product because I'm not a marketing person and people, startup founders ask me this all the time. They're like, I don't know what I did. I made one free post and I posted it on Indeed, which isn't even like the trendy you know, mm. place for young people. Uh, but it must have been about the product and the mission. In the post, we wrote a lot about here's the founders, here's our story, here's our mental health lived experience, and here's what we're trying to do, and your opinion really matters to us. So it was something about the way that we wrote that post and kind of connected it back to the mission and the importance of youth voice that really resonated with these young people. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Kenny, anything you want to add there? No, I was just agreeing with her. She, yeah. <laughs> Catherine's amazing, especially when she starts talking about obviously her product, but when she talks about the passion with the kids and how she's trying to relate with them, I think it's huge. Yeah. Kenny, when you um, graduated from the MBA, when you matriculated, uh, you became yeah. an entrepreneur, you became a business owner. Um, and at that point, your personal brand, I would imagine, really became you know paramount. You know, you're representing uh, Kenny Thomas in the world and kind of what you want to to be and do the change you want to make. So putting your brand behind a company like Neoth is a big deal. So kind of walk me through that uh, that process. Obviously, you think Catherine's great. You think Neoth is great. But I would argue you've, you've got a thousand ways that you could get involved in youth mental health. And you picked something like this. And so talk me through some of the more specific reasons why you felt like this was good for the Kenny Thomas brand. Well, 
there's there's other organizations that I'm a part of, and there's some boards that I'm on. Um, I'm an ambassador for Make a Wish New Mexico. I'm on the Black uh, Chamber of New Mexico. I'm on the Black Leadership at the University of New Mexico, where I play college ball. Um, it, it was one of those things to where it it, it kind of goes hand in hand with me being able to do basketball tournaments and basketball camps in different places and yeah. being able to relate to kids as far as giving them an opportunity to be able to go and perform and being able to be seen by other colleges and build that up. I felt like that kind of, I felt like Neil went with that mission. Um, especially because being an athlete, it's not just about basketball. It's about a variety of sports. There's a lot of different things that can come into play when it comes in, when it comes to performing and, and being on a high level or even just trying to get on the field or on the court um, to where you can have a sustainable career because it's a real, real small percentage of how many professional athletes actually get to play in the NFL or the NBA or um, in the USL soccer or whatever it may be, there's 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 challenges that are just going to come. But being able to overcome those and have an out and you can do it in the comfort of your own space to where you don't have to feel any type of way. I feel like that's huge because I necessarily wouldn't feel comfortable going and talking to somebody at the age of 46 when it comes to mental health. Right. So I think creating that out or creating that avenue to where kids can know it's okay. So, yeah. Catherine, part of this, you know, conversation is about mental health and youth mental health, but part of it, since we are startup health is about the strategies that you have followed to succeed to this point and what it takes to, to scale up and to grow. Um, what made you decide to work with a high profile brand ambassador like Kenny? Great question. <laughs> I can't wait to butter this up. I can't wait. to. <laughs> I said like Kenny, not Kenny specifically. The brand ambassador question. There's a couple of other, we work with 500 startups or, you know, we work yeah. with hundreds, hundreds of startups and um, a few of them, two or three have gone the route of having a, you know, a, a named brand ambassador. And it's, a, so it's a relatively unique strategy for a, a healthcare startup. So talk me through that, th that thinking. Yeah, definitely. And first, I want to just say thank you to Kenny for being here, but also being on the team, because like you said, there are lots of companies out there and he chose to work with us. So we're just very blessed. Uh, I think it really goes back to that sense of community in mental health, and especially for young people, community is huge. And being a you know former clinician and working in the hospital, there were so many kids, especially kids who had you know disadvantages and barriers that they weren't ending up in my office. And I didn't want to be building another health tech company that was creating further inequities in the care system and just reaching certain groups of young people. I really wanted to make sure we could reach those young people who aren't, for whatever reason, ending up in the healthcare system traditionally. So by working with somebody like Kenny, he really kind of brings that trust in that community and he can reach all different young people through, you know, the basketball camps and tournaments that he does. Um, they're doing some work with, you know, the police department and um, young people and kind of the juvenile justice system he's looking into. So there's all these really kind of innovative ways that he's thinking about it beyond oh let's go to payers let's get a big contract let's have doctors prescribe this which is typically what you've seen in the health tech system so kenny is really 
um, not just Kenny, the NBA star, but he's also an entrepreneur because his thinking is so innovative as to how do we reach those young people who are falling through the cracks and how do we make sure we're not just increasing access, but we're also addressing that equity component. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about scaling up, Neil. Uh, I, I talk to so many uh, health innovation founders and they have amazing ideas, amazing products, um, and they are generally working with small populations. And the dream is 10x, 100x, let's really get this great product to the masses. So talk to me, uh, you can sort of refresh me, Catherine, on how many people you are working with. My guess is you'd like 100x more, uh, just because that's the way the market is. Let's reach everybody. And, and this is a question for both of you, actually, but what's it going to take to scale is the big question. So Catherine, maybe you can go first. Yeah, so we, gosh, we launched the app in 2021, the first version, and then we've had, of course, some more versions since then. Uh, we've been able to reach thousands of young people across the country. There are no um, licensing restrictions because it's self-guided, so that's fantastic. Uh, and also through a partnership expanded into 20 different countries in Asia and are starting to explore that market. So we have been fortunate that we have been able to start to expand, but of course you always want to do more, right? The yeah. translational science is where my heart is and I want to do impact at scale, uh, but it's, it's tough. And I really want to be thoughtful when we're thinking about something like mental health, even though we sell Neoth as kind of a SaaS product, it's a self-guided app. It's different than something like, I don't know, a Microsoft Word where you're going in and licensing this to schools because mental health is so personal and there are a lot of intersecting identities that come into play when you're thinking about things like age, gender, race, all these other things that are going on that you want to be thoughtful of when you move into new markets. So um, I think scale is important, but I'm actually a proponent for not scale as fast as you can, but really scaling thoughtfully and making sure mm. you're having the right impact. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, I, your I thoughts? Totally, I totally agree with Catherine scaling and scaling with the right thoughts and scaling with the right organizations. And this is where I come in and I use my resources to kind of open up some doors and see what opportunities are going to get laid out for us. So we're looking at New Mexico. We're looking at probably Houston, California. Um, and even if we can get into Philadelphia, I don't really have that much going on there, but I'm trying to attack the places where I played and have the resources, obviously, but when uh, one that hits home to me is New Mexico. So that's like my foundation of everything. So hopefully in the next few weeks or whatnot, we can get something going there because there's been a lot of great discussions with the county and the city and some other institutions there. You're going to bring it to my, my town here in Baltimore? Uh, that would be amazing. You got some contacts in Baltimore? I don't know nobody in Baltimore. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, tell me what you're most proud of over the last six, 12 months. Talk, talk to us about some of your, your recent traction, Catherine. Ooh, uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of is actually a story. And it's just about our impact on a, one individual. So nice. I think about impact at scale, but I also love to hear the stories of young people. Um, so we've been working across different levels of acuity. So in mental health for people who are listening, there might be like low acuity, like prevention, education, all the way up to high acuity. So folks who really have clinical conditions and they're struggling. And a lot of what Neoth has come in in the school level is done like tier one education for all students. Um, but recently through a partnership with the University of Miami, we've partnered with some charter schools in Florida, across Miami and rural areas, and their students really had high needs. 
So a combination of kind of um, clinical mental health conditions and developmental conditions. There's a lot of ADHD, a lot of autism as well. So it's a pretty unique population. Um, and one of the things that they've told us we implemented last year, we've started kind of slowly rolling out and seeing how to use NEOF in their schools is that they had a young student who really was struggling with attendance. That's been a big issue since COVID, was not engaging in the school, was um, not doing homework, was not coming to school. And they were thinking, well, what do we do here? We, we have to expel this young student. Well, Neil has a journaling um, feature with AI and the AI can pick up on if the student's typing something that's kind of troubling. So we actually picked up on the fact that the student was really being bullied uh, within school, within his home environment, and that was a reason why he wasn't attending. So we were able to notify the school and let them know, and they were able to connect him to a therapist, get supports in place, and rather than expel him, find ways to kind of lift him up, get him mental health support, and keep him in school. So that's something to me that I'm really proud of, because even though it's one person, it's kind of a reflection of the larger impact that we have uh, on our students. Yeah, I love that story. Kenny, you mentioned that you're on multiple boards and you're sort of involved in trying to have impact in a variety of ways, uh, which kind of speaks to and makes me think about the, Catherine, you described it as the intersectional nature of mental health. And I'm wondering about your thoughts about some of the social drivers of health that we have to be tackling along with traditional mental health as we think about sort of whole person care, whether that's housing or transportation, kind of where's your head at in, that, in those regards, Kenny? I mean, when it, I mean, there, there's a, there's a variety of different avenues to where we're, we're subject of not having resources or opportunities based off of our upbringing. Um, I was, I was that to a certain extent, but my dad was, he joined the military. So that kind of gave me an out to be able to have more resources and travel the world and, and see quite a few different places and get a better understanding of how there are resources out there. And I think this is, it would be another way for me to be able to explain to people, express to people that this is another outlet that you have to where it's a resource to where you should use it. And that's gonna be the hardest thing, right? Telling people or, or allowing them to be able to be told on, hey, this is a good resource for you. So it's okay to use it, right? But it's it's a matter of tapping into those communities that that really don't have the resources i think um i think that's a huge part of it yeah as a last word and i'll give you each a last word but kenny you know part of your strength on this team is to is to connect with young people who are excited about your your athletic career um what's a final word that you would give to a young person who might hear this um, just around how to think about their own mental health? I would say, well, well, it's going to come down to the parents because the parents are going to know me more. Um, yeah. <laughs> me being 46. Fair, fair enough. Playing fair enough. NBA, yeah, right. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, it, as we know, it starts with the parents mm -hmm. and, and the people that are older that are, that should be a good resource for kids. And uh, usually that's not the case, but me, the fact that I, like you said, the fact that I was able to play in the NBA, that that might give a kid um, some encouragement to where you can do whatever you want. And it doesn't have to be based off of you not having the right resources when it comes to mental health um, and being able to be prepared 
to take yourself to the next level, if it's playing sports or if it's being a doctor or whatever that may be, because there's a lot of people that are um, in our society now that are a great resource or they, they bring a lot of different value to the table to where they're not NBA players or professional athletes, period, right? But they also have, um, they're, they're a product of where they come from. So uh, what I've seen with a lot of people that don't have resources, obviously they want to get better from what they have actually come from. So I feel like just take it upon yourself to give yourself a little bit more credit and, and feel like you can do it on your own. And then if not, you have the Neo app as a resource to be able to fall back on. Nice. I appreciate that. Catherine, I'll give you the yeah. last word. What are you most excited about for the next six to 12 months for Neo? I'm really excited about exploring innovative delivery channels. You know, like I said, there's been a yeah. lot of exploration around having the doctors prescribe apps, Neoth included to young people working with payers. I think that's great. But are we really meeting some of the most vulnerable young people? I know Kenny does so much work in the community, youth basketball camps, youth tournaments, uh, different things like that. So how can we maybe use sports or other kind of innovative channels to meet young people where they are and start to connect them to mental health in ways that we just haven't been doing before? Love it. Love it. Catherine, Kenny, appreciate you taking the time with me so much. Appreciate the work that you're doing. You're doing a lot of good for a lot of young people. And I know it's going to even get bigger from here. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week.